Hey, welcome back to the Just Being Silly podcast. I'm Liz, and this is episode nine. Live recording from Jones, Oklahoma, which I understand it's not gonna be live when you listen to it, but kind of close, right? Because it's Saturday, it's May 20th when I'm recording this. Um, This last week was a cluster, so I'm just now getting around to actually talking into this microphone and uploading it to Beyonce's internet. So please bear with me here. At least I'm doing it this week, right? Right, that's called personal development, that's called growth, that's called having a work ethic. So when I left you last week, I was burned and scorned at the golf tournament um, and expecting a contact from my dream company, if you will. Um, And it is a week later, and I can tell you that the redness of the burn is gone, but my entire body looks like a molting snake. They molt, right? I'm gonna go ahead and say that they do. A molting snake, really gross, itches, okay? Itches all over my body, full body itches, so dry, so itchy. I'm like spraying that, um, I'm gonna butcher the brand name, but it's like a vein. And it's like a thermal water, like a facial spray. I've been spraying that on my body just like to feel better for a moment. Like not good at all. But um, yeah, so that's where I'm at there. Now about the company contacting me. As of Friday at 2 p.m., which is when I kind of wrote my notes for this episode because I thought I was going to record last night when I got in, but I just didn't. Um, They have not reached out. And so I guess as of today, Saturday, May 20th at 10, 18 a.m., they have not reached out. I read that this was sometimes an issue on Glassdoor. Okay, do not abandon Glassdoor. If you are on the job hunt, Glassdoor is where former employees go to talk their mess or people who just interviewed with a company to talk their mess. I think it's important because the companies cannot influence anything. They can't have anything taken down. They can't like, you know, bury like bad comments, things like that. Like it has to be very, like if they want to bury bad comments about their business, they have to get a whole bunch of people who are actually working there to go on and give good reviews. So I trust Glassdoor. And Glassdoor did say that that was sometimes an issue that people were having, um, that they were getting phone interviews and talking and having good conversations and then just not hearing back. Um, So hopefully that's not me. I will follow up, I think, on Monday. Um, So that's really frustrating, especially what happened uh, after what happened on Wednesday. Okay, so on Wednesday, and I think I also might have mentioned this in the last episode. I can't fully remember. Um, But Wednesday, this past Wednesday, I had an in-person interview. So this would be the fourth round of interviews, quite a lot, with this agency in Dallas. And, you know, that's looking very promising in my eyes. 
And so they invite me out and it's not like downtown or uptown. Like I have to like kind of drive out of my way for it. Uh, I drive about 30 minutes up to the offices and meet the team I'd be working with. Vibes were great. Everyone was so friendly and easy to talk to. And, you know, I saw my, what would be my office, like an empty office with a little bit of a view, not of much, because like I said, it wasn't like in the city, Um, but it looked lovely and it was a new, nice office. And like, you know, I don't know, it started to feel very real, right? Then they dropped the bomb on me. So to preface, I have had about one interview a week with these people for over the last three to four weeks, like basically a month. Pretty long time. Uh, In my second interview, I asked about the salary for the position and the person I spoke with said they weren't 100% sure on the number exactly, but they assured me that, you know, whatever salary range I put on my application would be acceptable because they wouldn't have set up a meeting or an interview if it wasn't, right? So the bomb, the aforementioned bomb, $15,000 less than my minimum salary requirement. Like when you give them a range, When you give them a range and you say, this is my bottom number and this is what I would really like, you know, you give them that range, right? Um, And it's very rare that you get your big number. I mean, that's awesome when you do, that's like a huge, a huge win, but like you at least get that bottom number. Um, And the, they didn't give me an offer necessarily. They just decided, and this is funny too, because I sat down with the guy, like the big guy. Um, he wasn't a big guy. He was uh, just a very important guy. He had a high title. And he basically was like, look, I want to be transparent about the salary. And that is where my mind started racing. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I thought you all were transparent about the salary two fucking weeks ago. Um, yeah, so then he told me that he would absolutely not be able to cross a certain number and that certain number is $15,000 less than my minimum salary requirement. And that, in all honesty, is a huge dick move. I'm sorry, like I said, I really enjoyed meeting the team and I really started to kind of settle into this idea that I would get the job. And you guys know that I've been very back and forth on some of these offers and some of these like, you know, conversations, I guess, that I haven't had any offers. Maybe I should. My dad just texted me. What did he say? Calling Liz, calling Liz. Dad needs backup ASAP. Sir, I am in the middle of something. He's fine. He would just call if there was a problem, right? Anyway. I'm going over there later. And so he's probably like, where you at? And I'm like, it's a whole to do. It's a whole story. But hopefully I wrap this up. I won't wrap it up if I keep rambling. Stop. Anyway. Yeah. Huge dick move. Um, I really enjoyed meeting the team. Um, Started to, like I said, I kind of started to settle into the idea that I'd get the job. 
I've been going kind of back and forth with like, do I, you know, pursue my passions in music and entertainment or do I just kind of take a job, blah, 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 blah. Listen to episodes one through fucking seven if you really need to be caught up on my internal battle regarding everything, right? Like you probably, if you're listening to this, you have probably heard all of the previous episodes or at least a couple to know where I'm at. Um, So yeah, I mean, I was really starting to settle into the idea that I might take this job and that that would be my office and those would be my people I worked with. And it felt good, but now looking back, it also felt a little strained. And I think that's why. I think the people that I met that were on the team, like the the person that would be my coordinator and like the person that'd be my boss, like everybody who wasn't like the final say-so guy that I talked to who basically shattered my dreams. Sorry if you hear dog noises. There is a big dog in here. Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I kind of looking back on it, I should have known like it was very much like going really well, <laughs> which is terrible, but like, yeah, so I don't know. I, I talked to the guy and he just kept saying like with three years of experience, with three years of experience, like basically telling me like I deserved $15,000 less than I was actually used to making before I was laid off due to the economy, telling me that I deserved $15,000 less than I'm used to making because I quote only have three years of experience. First of all, First of all, it's like three years and nine months. So call me what you want, but you cannot tell me I only have three years of experience. I have damn near four. Also, the title of this job, I'm not gonna give too much away because it really doesn't matter at this point, but it would have been a manager role. Like I said, I would have, you know, there was people, there were people that I met that would have been under me. Like I would have managed them and managed multiple accounts, manager in my title, you're telling me you're fine with giving me a role where I have multiple clients and subordinates and you're comfortable with that with my three years, quote unquote, three years of experience, but you're not comfortable paying me fairly because I only have three years of experience. What is it? What's the truth? What's the truth? So anyway, um, yeah, so that was that was that. I also asked about the work from home days because I was told it would be very flexible. Like all through these interviews, I was told, yeah, like we do a hybrid model. We do this and that. Like it's going to be like totally fine. Like a lot of people just work remote. Like you can come into the office if you're feeling it. You know, we all try to come in on Wednesday for happy hour and all of that shit, you know. And so it sounds like a good gig. You know, it was kind of a drive out there. And so I was thinking, you know, hey, I've got my own office. I come out here two to three times a week. Not too terrible, right? Please hear me when I say, once they had me in person, they told me that my days at home would depend on my boss. But no matter what, and this is also my boss, the person that would have been my boss telling me this, right? Um, It doesn't matter what they say after this, but, um, my first 90 days would be in office Monday through Friday. 
So like, it don't even matter, like right out of the gate, what my boss says I can do because the first 90 days I am in office, 8.30 to 5.30, Monday through Friday. A damn near 40 minute drive up and a 40 minute drive back. That is incorrect in my mind. That is just, oh, there's another dog noise, hello. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm at with all of that right now. So basically they just told me like, think on it and get back to us in a couple of days, which is like putting the ball in my court, I guess. And I think I'll draft something up to them this weekend and send it over on Monday. But basically just how I'm grateful for the opportunity, but the salary isn't feasible for me at this time. I don't know. Like, obviously I'm going to talk to my HR mother and see what she thinks. Like I already talked to her and she thinks that it's not a good idea to take it, but I'm going to see what she thinks as far as like how to handle like turning down because why are you barking? What was the reason? Okay. Um, yeah, she, she was pretty much like, I don't think that it's a good idea. Don't love that. They told you X, Y, and Z. And then you go into the office. They have you after a month of interviews and it's like this. So I'm just going to get her opinion on what I need to say to them, like basically saying like, sorry. And like I was saying, like he, the guy, the, the Bane guy who told me that the salary would be so low, he like, I kind of said like, oh, like, you know, when he gave me the number, oh, is there any room for it? He's like, Mm-mm, absolutely not. Like, I'm just wanted to let you know, like that is, that is the most we could do. And so, you know, that they would probably offer me $5,000 less than that and make me grovel for the remaining. You know, you know that's how it would work. So I don't know. I feel grateful to have been considered for this job for sure, just because of, you know, the level at which the job sits. Like I would have had my own office. I would have had people under me, you know, that would have given me leadership experience more so than what I've had in the past with like managing interns and things like that. And, you know, I would have been a manager. I would put that on my resume. I would have had clients. I really would have been doing the damn thing. Um, but I'm just not feeling great about that new information. And it's just not a good foundation to start on either because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I'd be resentful, right? Like wouldn't you, like if things, as soon as things started getting bad, like at work, I would be like, and I'm making $15,000 less than I'm used to making. And I have to drive all the way up here. I'm in here Monday through Friday in business professional. Like it's just not, it's not for me. And you know, so now I'm basically at square one again. And I know I'm not really, but like kind of, I mean, until I hear something from the other company, I really have no other leads, which makes me anxious during an otherwise pretty chill time of my life, you know. I'm not stressed with a job. The weather is getting so much nicer and the vibes are higher. The UV is up. Like I'm happy right now. And the only thing keeping me down at this point is the looming, you have to find a job. Like you have to find a job at some point. Like it has to happen. That is really the only stormy cloud on my sunshiny day because 
I mean, I'm having a good time otherwise. You know, I just want to do my little summer activities. I want to go on my trips. I want to work on my podcast. Hello. And I don't know. I mean, I, I start going, I, I want to start going to yoga, right? I've signed up for a week of yoga. So stay tuned for if that happens. It, will, it has to happen because I signed up for it. But um, oh, are you enjoying your water back there? A little water drinking ASMR. Hold on. Oh, my God. I guess that's it. Okay. Oh, what the hell? You okay? Anyway. No. Anyway, I just want to do my thing. The vibes are very, like, you know, the song. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. That's what. I, that's me. I want to bang on my fucking drum. I don't want to go and haggle with people for money and sit in a uptight office and do follow-up emails and do performance reviews. I don't really care or wish to do that. Um, and you know me, I've been working since I was 16. Y'all, shout out Oklahoma City Zoo. I have been working since I was 16 years old. And this is the first time in my life, other than like when the coronavirus pandemic hit, that I did not have, I do not have a job, that I am, I am unemployed. And this is not the coronavirus pandemic, right? Like back then I was scared. I was terrified. Um, there was no peace, even though I wasn't working. Like there was, there was no peace. Like I was constantly on edge, but now it's like, okay, the world is healing a little bit, you know, and it really feels free. And I'm out here and I don't have a job. And it's like for the first time in my life, I don't have like a real responsibility. Why would you bark? At who and for why? That's about what we're dealing with here. Just constant little barks. And it's worse when it's nighttime because they see something outside and then they gotta go investigate it and then they're all barking and then I get high anxiety. Anyway. Where was I? I mean, do we feel like this kind of back and forth with companies and like this bait and switch like technique is what's keeping people from the workforce? That's a good little question. What do you all think? Like, is it driving people away? Like there's a lot of people looking for work right now, but also they're really not necessarily jumping on the first offer either, like out of desperation. Like a lot of people really aren't doing that anymore. So what's the tea? Like, I mean, I, I, I've always kind of like seen, like always, not really always, more so when I got out of college. So about three years ago, God bless. I've noticed that there has been a change in the workforce as far as like people are not putting up with shit anymore. Like I have some friends who have left jobs like outright, like with no other job really lined up, just said, I can't take this shit from you anymore. I'd rather figure it out than spend one more minute with y'all. And I think that is so iconic. I think that is so iconic. And I think that we are now kind of entering this phase where we are kind of holding ourselves to higher value. And I think that's what's important. I think that's what's gonna change things. Yeah, there is a recession looming, but also, trying to be an asshole but like 
and this really wouldn't come off as an asshole, so don't know why I prefaced with that, but when I was looking at my job, my last job, the job I got laid off from, when I was applying and interviewing for that job, so summer, early summer or mid-summer of 2022, right? Because I started there in August of 2022. I asked them specifically, like, is this job safe? Like, because, you know, I know there's a recession coming. And they were like, oh, yeah, because they, they lied. Um, or allegedly they lied. I don't know what I can say. I that that's all I can say. So, uh, but basically the point of that is that the recession quote unquote has been looming over us since this time last year. And they're like, Oh, it's going to happen. The other shoe's going to drop. And so I'm like, okay, when is it going to drop? Or are we all scared of something that we might be able to avoid? I don't know. Now I'm rambling. Now I'm rambling, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like as somebody looking for a job in this current workforce, like you, you gotta admit, like you see it everywhere. You see it on Twitter, you see it on TikTok, you see it on Facebook, even sometimes. And people are like, I left a toxic workplace or I am turning down job offers for less money than what I deserve. Like I am not taking them. I am not going to be undervalued. I'm not going to be underpaid. Like we are really moving into a kind of a new vibe, a new station of life. Um, Station of life. That's kind of cute. Yeah. We're kind of moving into this new, this new place that I haven't seen in my life, I'm not gonna say it's never happened because there are many years in the past that I was not alive. I'm still young and beautiful, you know? So there are times that, you know, things have been crazy that I haven't been alive for. So I don't know, has this, is this the first time this is really happening, this change in the workforce? Or what, did this also happen back, back in the day? I mean, I don't really know. One thing that I wanted to bring up because I thought it was kind of funny I had a dream the other night and I was dreaming about the podcast because, you know, this is what I'm doing these days. And I think it came from just like the work I'm putting in to the podcast. Speaking of real quick, I should have a pretty decent draft. It, it could even be the final product, depending on how it sounds. I should have an intro here pretty pretty quick. Um, the goal is to have it by episode 10 because that is, that's big time, episode 10. Um, that's not only my lucky number, but it is also, I mean, double digits. That means that I have fully been like doing the podcast as anticipated, which is really exciting. So I'm hoping, you know, I can't promise it for sure, just in case I get the draft back of the intro and, you know, the outro and the loop music and all that kind of stuff. And it sounds like, and it's not perfect or, and when I say perfect, perfect to me and what I think fits the vibe as of right now, not just like perfect in general, but um, yeah, I should be getting that soon, but I have been working on that and I've been going back and forth with a producer and like working on these things. And so I've been thinking about the podcast a lot, right? And 
I had a dream the other night where this girl that I went to high school with, and she's fine, she's great, you know, she's not a bad person, whatever. Like, this dream is not represent, representative of her, right? Um, but she was, like, pretty popular, and, you know, she was, everyone thought she was, like, the prettiest girl in school and, like, all this kind of stuff. And I had this dream where she approached me and she was like, hey, I like your podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. And she was like, uh, but I don't like how you always say, um. And that stuck with me. That stuck with me because what do you mean by that? Um, I know it's my subconscious and has nothing to do with her, but what do you mean by that? What do you mean? And then I realized I, I do say it a lot. I think it's a speech filler, a lot like like is. I say like so much. I actually read a thing that women say like a lot because we're used to getting interrupted. So we use speech fillers to like make sure that people know that we're still talking, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, I had that dream and I thought that was kind of funny because, you know, my therapist would say it has something to do with my younger self or something to do with, I don't know, like other people's perception of the podcast or something like that. I really don't know. But I did think that was funny because I was like, just this random person that I have not, I have not spoken to in, 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 I would say at least three years, if not more, I'm going to say more. So for them to come into my dream and say, you say um too much on the podcast. What do you mean by that? Don't say that to me again. This is my podcast. I'm going to say um as many times as I want. Anyway. Um, I need another transition phrase, not um. um. Fuck, there it is again. I am planning a trip. As you all know, I'm going to Los Angeles. And... I'm currently in the middle of all of that good stuff, but we're also going to Disneyland. And let me tell you what Disneyland is. Um, you probably already know, and you've probably already been there, but um, it's a big to-do is what I was going to say. It's a big to-do. We have been like all over like the Instagram Disney vlogger stuff, like trying to find, we're on YouTube watching people's like vlogs of, how to have the best trip at Disney or the most efficient trip at Disney or how to hit both parks in one day. And we have just been like back and forth, back and forth on the Disney portion of this trip. Not a whole lot even planned for the Los Angeles version of the trip because I think it's also going to be just like a lot of sightseeing, hanging out, comedy clubs, live music. Um, we're going to go see one of Kyle's friends down in Santa Monica one of the days like for a brief moment in time so Santa Monica I mean I don't know right like we we are just gonna kind of vibe it out and enjoy Los Angeles the problem is this damn Disney portion of the trip because we're only going to be at Disney or Anaheim rather for two days not a whole lot of time you know there are a lot of families that go for like a week which 
how do you afford that is one thing I have to ask. Um, show me your bank statement because what the fuck do you mean you stayed on site at Disneyland for an entire week? You're not paying your taxes. I don't believe that. Um, no, but it is, we are trying to figure out like the best way to tackle Disney because I also have never been. Kyle grew up um, in Bakersfield, California. A little fun fact about Kyle Malarkey. No, it's probably fine. His name is probably public knowledge. Anyway. <laughs> oh, cut the cameras dead ass. No, but a little known fact about Kyle is that he grew up in Bakersfield. And so they were about two hours away from Anaheim. He has been to Disneyland several times. And so this is not new. I mean, there's a couple of new attractions or rides or whatever you want to call them that he hasn't done because they are brand stinking new. But... I have just flat out never been to a Disney park. Understand that and recognize that. I have never been to a Disney park. Um, so it's important to me that I see all of it. I see all of Disneyland. I see all of California Adventure. So we are currently hammering that out. If you have any tips, tricks, or otherwise helpful bits of information, for my trip to Disneyland specifically, let me know. Hit my line. Text me. Let me know. Because I really want it to go smoothly and I'm really worried that it is going to be like very extensive. Like it's going to be a lot is what I'm, I'm worried about because I've seen videos of like lines and that like lines can last for like two hours at times, like you get in line for a five minute ride and you wait two hours for it. And there are a shit ton of people doing a quote rope drop, which is a term I learned, where they show up 30 minutes before the park opens so they can be there as soon as the park opens. And I have watched these vlogs. You guys, people are running, running as soon as the park opens. They're running to get to rides because if you get there first and you get the ride, you get it over with, you get it done, then you don't have to wait in the line anymore. And the line for it is going to be drastic. Like it's going to be ridiculous. Like some of these big rides, like uh, there's a Star Wars themed ride right now. That is, is Rise of the Resistance is supposed to be like 180 minutes, like, like just casually. So I, ooh, I just, Mm -mm. I, I don't want to do that. And so we have been looking at like the genie plus thing and like, you know, buying lightning lanes and we're basically going to just pay our way through some of these long lines because I don't know if, if we were to approach it as just like regular park going, I don't know if we would, I don't know if we would see all of it. I, I really don't. I don't know if we would see everything we want to see in that amount of time if it's going to be so busy and we don't kind of cut corners and not really cut corners we're kind of like doing the most but like if we don't pay extra to see these things I don't think that we're going to see them all so oh just going on a vacation things you know what I mean anyway I think I'm going to let you go here you know we're at 31 minutes 
And I want to give you some time back. I want to give you some time back into your Saturday. I hope you have a good one, right? I hope you have a good one. Um, Pray for me. Just in general. I actually don't have a reason other than just in general. And I am going to go, I guess, close up shop here. Make sure the doggies are all okay. And then I'm going to go visit my parents for a little bit. And then tomorrow I'm going to be headed right back to Dallas and having a week of yoga and oh I have a Reiki next week that's kind of fun that's something I do and just kind of vibing out because the week after that is go time the week after because this weekend I'm going to like my friend's wedding and oh it's so exciting I love you and I'm doing that and that's this weekend right and then the weekend after that so not today and not next Saturday, the 27th, but this one after that, the Saturday after that, June 3rd, I am on a plane, hopped on a plane at LAX with a dream in my card again. And I meant that. So anyway, um, follow on Instagram. If you're not already following on Instagram, I'm trying my best to keep up with that. I'm trying to also think of like a strategy for how I want to post on there. Um, I'm thinking right now, just the new episode slide and then like a no context portion of the slide like or you know like it's a slideshow there's the new episode slide and then the next one is like an image that is relevant to that to the episode but like no context like you if you hadn't listened you wouldn't understand um or at least that's what I think I'm doing I think I'm being creative but maybe maybe I'm not but please follow it on Instagram anyway it is at just being silly pod right That'll be fun. And hopefully this time next week, you are listening to a on-time recording and it may even have an intro. Like imagine, imagine, just sit with that. Sit with, sit with me having an intro on this podcast. A proper intro with transition music, loop music in the background, an outro, what do you know about me? All right, because that is, that is called moving on up. Moving on up. And this thing will, people will hear it and they will like it. Um, and that's just that on that. Okay, now I'm rambling. I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And okay, yeah. Love you so much. Talk to you later. Bye.